0: Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. (laughs) Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and A.J. Skifstad.
1: This is A.J. Skifstad saying welcome back to Board Games Daily. We got a lot of great stuff coming uh, your way today. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Thunderstone Quest. It's in its final hours on Kickstarter right now, and everybody here at Board Games Daily loves Thunderstone Quest. So you're going to hear a lot about that today. We're also going to hear from Scott. He's going to be talking about Gale Force Nine and releasing uh, and a new game that they'll be releasing, which is interesting because Gale Force Nine is usually an accessory type of company. They do play mats and miniature bases and Things of that nature. Uh, They haven't been known to release some games here and there. Some Doctor Who games, Firefly, and they've been really good games. So we're going to hear from Scott in a little bit on that, and then I'm going to talk in a little bit about uh, uh, Thames and Cosmos games, some of the stuff they're doing, specifically with Legends of Andor. So stay tuned. we got a lot of good stuff coming at you today.
2: Hey, everyone. Firestone here with Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyofGames.com. Just wanted to talk a little bit about Thunderstone Quest. It is in its final, as I record this, about 36 hours of the Kickstarter for the Back to the Dungeon campaign, which is um, Thunderstone Quest, with an additional chapter, I think, and a couple, a solo variant. And... Anyway, my son and I played last night, and just reiterating how great a game it is, he and I have played through all of chapter one, and I think there are five chapters plus a bonus kind of adventure that came with the original, uh, the first edition of the game. So he and I have played through all the stories in chapter one, and then last night we were going to play, and and, uh, (laughs) to be honest, we were both like, "Ah, I don't feel like sleeving... (laughs) <laughs> Butt loading cards for chapter two. So let's just play one of the stories from chapter one again. So we did. It was super fun. I just I love the the slowly unfolding nature of the game where you're opening new cards and you're adding these treasure cards to the to the treasure pile. And so new things are always showing up. And I love that once we play through all these. Let's be honest. The minimalist story to it we'll be able to just play the game like normal, like they're just randomizers, and you can just play a game with some random heroes and some random items, and just still have a great time even even when you're done with that. So, I've played almost every iteration of Thunderstone. I never did play Numenera, but um I've played all the Thunderstones, and this is just the the climax of it, the epitome of the game. It is so well done. It is so fun. The artwork is amazing the production quality is amazing i love this game and you only have a little bit of time to get it on kickstarter so totally encourage you to do that thunderstone quest is super fun so let us know what you think about thunderstone quest have you played it are you backing it what are your thoughts join the conversation and don't forget to visit our patreon page you can uh, search for theology of games on there and we have these sweet promos that some companies have been gracious enough to give us. And if you jump on the Patreon bandwagon and uh, support what we're doing here at Theology of Games and Board Games Daily, you can get some cool promos. So check them out. Check that out. And we'll talk to you later. Bye.
1: Hey there, everybody. Let's talk once again about some things happening in the gaming world, um, specifically with Thames and Cosmos Games. I don't know I don't know if we mentioned in the other in yesterday's episode about the reprint of Targi but it was funny because um, Scott and I were talking back and forth with Jer- uh, Jeremiah was included in the conversation as well about me thinking that the Targi reprint had already happened. I had seen it on Amazon several times and I've seen it for not a huge price. You know, when a game goes out of print, a lot of times people will sell the game and they'll mark it up like for a hundred bucks when really the game only costs 30 bucks or whatever. Well, I had seen the game at like a decent price for a fair price for like 30 bucks. Apparently what I was seeing was German editions. I was so confused by this that I, I actually called up Thames and Cosmos, and I got in touch with uh, one of the representatives there, Tom, and I I asked him all about this, and it, it, you know, long story short, it is being reprinted right now, and uh, I was wrong. I was seeing these German editions of the game, and uh, we got to talking, and we got to talking about one of my favorite games. That uh, that me and my buddies play, and it also has this kind of quest feel to it, called Legends of Andor, where you're playing um, on you're playing as these heroes on a double sided on a double sided board, and basically there's several different aven- adventures for each side of the board, and as you roll and move and fight monsters, and basically in the original game you're doing tower defense pretty much. But it changes uh, very quickly. As you do these things, um, a story is going to unfold. There's a narrator track. And each time you end a day or night phase, the narrator is going to go up. More stuff's going to happen in the storyline. The stories are really, really good. There's five stories in the base game. And then there's an expansion for like 20 bucks that gives you a uh, another story that you can play like so many times because they change and by the time you do all that you will forget exactly what happened in the first game and you can play it all over again that's if you just wanted the base game and the base game is only 30 bucks but they have released uh journeys to the north which i've talked about several times it's where you're on a boat and you're sailing from island to island it's a whole new board and on the other side is is the frozen map where, uh, you're still playing on a, you're moving on a boat from island to island, only the water is kind of frozen now, and it's, it's really cool. Then they've released a final chapter of this game, which is called, uh, Last Hope, which is another five scenarios. So there's a good, like, 15 to 20 scenarios out there, just in the boxed editions alone. Then there's expansions, people have released stuff on BGG, they've created their own quest, this game is loaded. People love this game. They have done so much with it. Fans have done so much with it. They've released new heroes for this game. You can get different heroes than the ones that are originally in the game, but what's newest and best is the dark heroes that are coming out. It looks really cool. I don't know much about it yet. I saw a little bit of it at Origins, but these uh, these heroes are, are, are big and bad and a little, they're kind of scary looking, I think they're going to have some negative effects eff, effects to the things they're doing in the game. Can't wait to try them out. Thames and Cosmos doing a ton of good stuff right now. Check them out. Oh, always check out their exit games. I can't even talk about them right now. Love their exit games, but we're talking Andor now. Check out Andor. That's it for now. See you later. You can be more than
0: just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, You can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today.
2: Hey, folks, Firestone here with Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyOfGames.com. There's a little news in the board gaming industry, and that is that Gale Force 9, the publisher, has acquired the IP for the dune universe. Frank Herbert's epic science fiction universe of Dune and uh this is kind of big news. There was a game that came out in 1979 and then there was a later reprint uh by a French company with a slightly uh bigger version, literally b- bigger but also expansions and things like that. I own that French copy i've played it exactly one time uh early on in gaming i was like oh the dune game this is supposed to be great and i picked it up and we played it and it was interesting uh like i said we only played it once so i'm not sure we got the full i don't know story the full experience it's very asymmetrical. There are a lot of rules, ambiguities, at least in the copy I had. And so we were all just kind of muddling through, and then suddenly someone won. And like we were buckled up for a three hour epic and it took like an hour, maybe, and we're like, oh, what's going on? How did they... he won? What's ah and none of us have really been anxious to play again. But a lot of people are asking whether the new uh Agreement means that they'll bring this game back and it doesn't appear so because the wording in the press release is very specific that it, they'll be bringing original board and miniature games to the market with this uh, IP. And I've also heard um, talk of an RPG which would be pretty cool, I think. But um, I love the Dune universe. I I still remember I went to my, uh, 6th sixth, in sixth grade. Sorry, this would have been seventh grade. This was back when it was junior high and junior high was seventh, eighth and ninth grade. And so in seventh grade, I went to my brand new junior high school and I went into the library and I was just like, oh, this place is amazing. And I can check out all these books. And there was Dune there and I'd heard about it and I thought I'm going to do it. I'm going to get this book. And so I picked up Dune and I read it and I'm going to be honest. i have no idea a lot of what was happening in that book, at least at the time. I've I've read it many times since then, but at the time I didn't know exactly what was going on, but I just remember the feeling I had when I was reading it. And that was like, this is something special. And subsequent reads have only solidified that. It is one of my favorite science fiction books. One of my favorite books, period. The first book is just amazing. The series goes down drastically after that first book the second book isn't terrible it's not bad at all actually um but it's, it gets a little weirder and then the third book you're like oh this is the wheels are getting wobbly on this one and then as far as I'm concerned after that third book it just jumps off the cliff like Wile e. Coyote and craziness happens and the last book is almost unreadable and then his son and Kevin Anderson wrote continued in the universe and their books are not very good. They have some, there's some cool ideas in there, but it's just, uh, it feels like a money grab. It feels like cashing in on dad's awesomeness for Brian. Um, they're, they're just not the same classic status. So anyway, I love the Dune universe. I'm excited about this. I hope that Gale Force 9 does amazing things with this intellectual property. And, uh, so I'm looking forward to playing whatever comes down the pipe from them. And it's, uh, surely going to coincide and mesh up with the new movie that's coming out. I think it comes out in 2020. So we may not see those games until closer to the release of the movie where they can tie those things in more closely, um, marketing purposes. But, uh, anyway, Dune is coming back and I'm excited. Are you excited? Let us know and keep this conversation going. We'll talk to you later. Bye.
1: Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Board Games Daily. This is AJ Skiffstaff. Scott had just asked the question, Thunderstone Quest, have you played it? Are you backing it? What do you think of Thunderstone Quest? To uh, paraphrase. <laughs> um, and as most of you know, and Scott included, knows, uh, I have played it. I absolutely love it. I backed it in the first Kickstarter. Um, I just think it is a phenomenal game. It is it is my favorite deck builder. I used to really, really love Star Realms and its simplicity. I love Thunderstone and its complexity. I think it's a wonderful game. I'm backing this new Kickstarter for the Barricades mode, which, as Scott said, was a new adventure, which is uh, the, the sixth quest, and it is also the solo and co-op variant as well. Very excited about that. But what's even better is there is going to be a seventh Quest release. They have not said it, but uh, they did this in the first uh, campaign where they... They did the stretch goals, and as they were doing stretch goals, slowly a new quest unfolded. They would add oh, eight upgrade cards, eight new character cards, and all of a sudden, you had so many cards that you had a whole new quest in front of you. That's exactly what they're doing with this quest. So there's going to be a whole seventh quest in this. They're offering a huge package for like 250 no, 260 bucks. You get... You get the barricades modes, the solo modes, the champion edition of the game, which includes everything from the first Kickstarter, including the little side quest that Scott talked about. It was called the, the Bandits of Bandrock, I think. Or something like that and then it's gonna give you the neoprene playing mat which is a smaller version of the board so you can get more stuff at the table because this game is huge and then it's gonna give you the epic mode cards or I think that's what it's called the epic scenario cards it's gonna give you like five packs of sleeves that's 500 sleeves I think there's a I think the packs come in packs of 500 so you're getting a ton of sleeves you're getting everything and they just opened up this level of of uh, backing today on the last day, so that you can get everything. I mean, now two hundred sixty bucks is a lot. But I mean, you're getting the champion edition right now on on Amazon for two hundred sixty bucks. So I mean, that's you know, it's like, uh, do you want to spend two hundred sixty bucks now on Amazon and have the game tomorrow, or do you want to spend two hundred sixty bucks over uh, you know till and wait till April to get? a bunch of stuff. Um, I don't know. I've already backed the game, so I don't have to worry about that, but maybe it's something you want to think about. This game is great. Scott has said it. I played it last night with Rachel, and we are actually on... uh, We just finished the fourth adventure, so the fourth quest. That means we played the game, uh, let's see, four times three, that's twelve. We played the game twelve times together, and I played it a ton of times with my buddies, too, Jeremiah included, and... This game has not worn on me yet. It is phenomenal. Love the game. Check out Thunderstone Quest. I think that's about all we have for you today. I mean, we are just talking about this. It ends in, I think it ends, uh, it might end at midnight tonight. So make sure you get in on uh, Thunderstone Quest. It's not too late. All right, that's it for now. Check you later.
0: Thanks for joining us today. more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines, download the app and join the conversation today.